0: This is No Teacher Left Behind, with Natalie McIntosh and Christine Hurt, humorous musings from the Teacher's Lounge. Hey, Christine.
1: Hey, Natalie. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: let's see. It's been a while. Yes. Since we have did our last episode. Uh, so it took us a while to like, you know... Catch up with each other, see what everything was going on. And, yeah. And so it's been kind of interesting to put back on the podcasting hat. Yes. And come back and restart our conversations. So, there I had to think a long time back, uh, the episode that we talked about, student engagement, and I was stressing out because, you know, they were scheduling observations with the intent of uh, looking at student engagement. And right. I was worried because... Uh, the big question in my mind is, really, how much can I control of right. student engagement? So I have a little follow-up on that. Um, uh, it happened. Oh, the observation <laughs> happened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this past week. Uh, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> now, the structure of it. I have more information on the structure of it. It's a whole okay. structure. Oh, And it's gosh. just in our school. So yeah. it's not a county-wide thing. It's not a district-wide thing. It was something my school came up with uh and the idea is that two teachers with an administrator would come into your classroom for about 10 to 15 minutes and they have like a little rubric which i happen to have pulled up on my phone um That covers eight areas. Okay. Just quickly personal response, clear modeled expectations, emotional, intellectual safety, learning with others, sense of audience, choice, novelty and variety, authenticity. That's just a bunch of words.
1: Yeah. And that's a lot to observe in 15 minutes. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Now,
0: they kind of said, all right, well, the pressure is off because they're not evaluating you okay. they're looking for anything in this rubric that they observed and could use in their own classrooms so it was not so much an evaluation of me it was it was literally an observation of the class and to see what I was doing and if there was anything they could glean for their own classrooms
1: okay so it's more of a practice sharing yes. activity than a And then rather than them, like, coaching you or evaluating you, it's an opportunity for teachers to, like we talked about before, get in the rooms of other teachers and see if there's something they can take back to their classroom.
0: Right. So... The morning that this happened... Okay, the other part is that they come in with an admin, yes. an administrator also, so that's a little yeah. alarming. <laughs> but then the follow-up is supposed to happen at the end of the school day. They just come back and say, hey, here, here's what we saw that we want to incorporate in our own classrooms, and it's supposed to be just a 10-minute conversation. All right, so there's the the okay. framework. Okay, so I forget what morning it was this week because, well, yeah. dates. Yes. And Who <laughs> needs them? They all run together. <laughs> anyway. So it's during my first block. Oh,
1: <laughs> great way to start the day!
0: And you're laughing because you know what it's like to have first block. Yes, um, teaching teenagers at 7:35 in the morning. Yeah, they're
1: exhausted. They're the last thing they are is engaged. And frankly, I don't blame them. No, at a later we're all date, tired.
0: At a later time, I definitely want to do an episode about like the ideal uh-huh. academic day uh-huh. and the framework that it happens oh, in. Oh, yeah. But you know, if I we should have like a wave your magic wand episode, you know, <laughs> one little thing that you could do. Uh, so they came in uh, at the beginning, and what I had done that day is I had put up a an online quiz uh, uh, on Kahoot. Okay, uh, I don't know if that's as widely known as I feel like it's widely known. Most students that I talk to, yep, we know yep. Kahoot, and they all have it on their phones. Yeah. So. Uh, they had out their devices, they were on Kahoot, and I did a warm-up. Yeah. and Ooh, I Kahoot
1: warm-up, I like that.
0: Yeah, I had not taught it. It was like a pre-test yeah. or a pre-quiz. And I was like, let's see how good you guys are at guessing. <laughs> because there was, you know, there, they might have been able to guess a few of the, like the questions, yeah. but I really wanted the, to show them. What was the topic? All right, because we're math nerds, I yeah. might as well just... Share this with you. It was on higher order polynomials. Okay. So we were talking about cubic functions, quartic functions, quintic functions, <laughs> and whatever the next ones are.
1: Yeah. So and for all of you who are
0: not math nerds, these are just <laughs> graphs. Graphs. Big graphs. <laughs> with lots of wavy yeah. curvy lines going everywhere. Uh and there's like certain characteristics. You can yeah. look at a graph and you can say one of a magic term, like even or odd, or Um, leading coefficient must be negative because it's, you know, all this math nerd stuff. And the entire Kahoot was in words. Like there were no math problems or anything. Right. It was all words. I didn't even show pictures of graphs. Oh, wow. It was like questions like, how would you know if a graph is even or odd? And it's so funny because the two teachers that came in were English teachers. And I'm like, this is probably the only lesson I've ever done (laughs) that was all words. Yeah. But because it's such a vocab heavy lesson, it's what I I wanted to start off with. Right. And so then, you know, they all laughed because I think across the board we had 45% average. But, you know, it's a pre-test. It's a like, you know. And then that's all they were there for. Yeah. It was a couple of those things. Yeah. And then I was making, after it ended, I made a couple of like. In general, classroom announcements, like interims come out in two yeah. days. Oh, oh. <laughs> and uh, and then they got up and left. I'm like, really? That's yeah. that's all they saw was yeah. a cahoot where I was mainly quiet. Yeah. Because it was up to them to show me what they already knew, if right. anything. So I wasn't explaining anything, I wasn't doing anything, I just waited out the clock and then went on to the next question. Yeah. You know. But anyway, so, were your
1: students engaged in the activity? Well, I
0: don't know. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> when
0: I look out, because I couldn't quite leave the board because the questions were only like 10 or 20 seconds yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. And like I wasn't too concerned. Yeah. Um, so when I look out, they're all looking down at their devices. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who knows? What. Who knows? Anyway, uh, so they couldn't come after school to debrief. So they came the next morning. And I swear to goodness, I had the most closed body posture when they came in I was already on the defensive yeah because I didn't want to hear anything you know negative or whatever um I was also having some personal things going on in my life that you know you can't help but carry back and forth right you like already
1: got this stress going on so you're thinking I can't handle exactly more stress please do exactly. not give me any more stress exactly so yeah. i was all braced
0: for like this massive yeah. hit in the yeah, face yeah, like self-protection mode <laughs> yeah.
1: like a little hedgehog just
0: curled up exactly I, yeah I, yeah I, can i play dead is that an option <laughs> can i just lie on the floor uh-huh. and like maybe they'll just go away yeah. thinking that you know. <laughs> anyway so they came in and they said okay well this is what we were told to do to look for something that we could use in our classroom and i was like Oh. oh, see, I didn't even understand what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought people yeah. were coming in to look at me. Yeah. And um, so they were like, oh, OK, well, one thing that we've never used and want to use is Kahoot. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We use it all the time.
1: Uh, <laughs> Kahoot but, okay. is the best. If you don't yeah. use
0: Kahoot, Kahoot. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Come by any time. I'll show you in literally 30 seconds yeah. how to make a quiz. Yeah. I mean, it's that easy.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, they talked uh, that, that was basically, it It was like four sentences and you know, Hey, we, we saw that you were using Kahoot. Uh, we looked around to see if anybody was like toggling between apps and stuff and they weren't, they were engaged in it and everybody. And I'm like, Whoa. Um, of course they left before I got into the actual teaching part. So that would have been interesting. Yeah. But that was basically it. And I haven't really had time to reflect on was that meaningful for me or not? And I don't yeah. think it's supposed to be because right. my turn is coming up on Wednesday to go with another teacher. Oh. I think I'm going to go observe a Latin class, which excites Ooh, me because I took Latin all four years of high school. Yeah. Um. So then I'll be on the other side. And I think this is where it's supposed to be more useful for me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I would look forward to hearing the next follow up, your your experience with mm-hmm. the other side of that coin. Because um, I, yeah. One side yeah. or the other should be useful for you. Right. Right. Or else this is a total waste of time.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they referred to the rubric. They said, Kahoot, we kind of fell under that category of novelty. Yeah. Evidently that's on the rubric. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. A novelty. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks. Yeah. And then they left and I was just like, well, okay. Okay. That was that. Yeah. So there's my little update on, um, how all that went with yeah. the engagement thing. And you know what? I followed my own advice. I kind of just said, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. And I'm willing to just release my tie to the outcome. Yeah. Um. So, all right. So what do I want to talk about today? You ready for it? I am ready for okay, it. Okay. Cause I'm ready for it. Good. I needed something uh, because of the week I've been having, I just mentioned something a little more uh, manageable for me. Okay. I, I, I'm not really in the position to get all fired up and, you know, pumped up and stuff. I wanted to kind of just reflect on something. And I found, I did a search because I wanted to know if anybody had done any measurements on the effects of education on the community, society, things like that, as it pertains to things like crime, poverty, or, you Mm. know, uh, why should it matter to people who don't have kids in public schools? Ooh. You know, that type of thing.
1: I, this is going to be fascinating to me. I can already tell. Yeah. Because, yeah.
0: you know, being in math, we we want measurable stuff. Yeah. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, I wanted to find some good statistics that I could throw in the face of people. But yeah. All yeah. right. But I backed off a little <laughs> bit. Um, now, while I didn't find hard, fast studies yet, yeah. I did find this interesting little... Um, I don't know if it's an, I think it's more of a commentary, like, uh, you know, it's not like a, oh, it's opinion piece. That's okay. what I'm trying to say. And, um, you know, I try to diversify my sources. So uh-huh. this one actually comes from uh, Fox News. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, it's called yeah. Why Investing in Education is Good for Our Economy. So I was oh, like, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. I if mean. since hesitation in our voices. You yeah. might be able to guess I'm probably a little liberal, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, we are super liberal. <laughs> um, but and, and, it is very important
1: yes. for me to try to see from all perspectives. Yeah, I like what you said about diversifying your sources and seeing from all perspectives. I also find it very interesting because I feel like I hear Fox News and I think everything they say I'm going to disagree with and it's going to be stupid and terrible and wrong. <laughs> And then I see this headline, and I'm like, well, actually, that's something that I kind of agree agree with, that investing in education would be good for an economy or a community. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear more about this.
0: And I do feel like everybody kind of wants the same things. We just have a different way that we want to go about getting there. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we can't degree, agree yeah. on, is like, which road do you want to take? Yeah. This road's right. Not that road. Yeah. No, I disagree. You know. Yeah. So that's kind of my... My general theoretical sure. view. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this is by a woman named Elaine Wynn, And
1: okay. you know I
0: did some research I on this chick. I know you chip. did. Now, Elaine Wynn, I had never heard of.
1: Yeah, no, I've never heard okay, of her Okay, but
0: she is number nine on 2018's America's Self-Made Women. Huh. Yeah. And as of... 7 is July, right? Yeah. July 10th, <laughs> 2018. <laughs> She was worth $2.6 billion. With a B. Yeah, with a B.
1: That's a lot of dollars.
0: Yes, it is. It's more than my pay grade. Yeah. Um, So the first thing to know about her is that she married a guy named Steve Wynn. I don't know what her maiden name was, but um, during her third year of college and worked, uh, the guy that she married, Steve, uh, worked Sundays at his father's bingo hall. And then they moved to Las Vegas. Uh, they launched Mirage Resorts. Oh, Have you heard of that? Yeah. I don't Really? Because, yeah, I haven't. Anyway. Yeah. In 1973, the year before I was born, <laughs> and went on to co-found Wynn Resorts. Yeah. W-Y-N-N. Do you know that one? I don't. I feel like... Okay, anyway. Yeah, maybe I've it's heard an of, umbrella company. Yeah, I've heard of, of
1: the Mirage, but I don't know that okay. I've heard the word. So... Um, to so do to do, 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 do. These resorts or casinos or both, both, yeah. Oh, so my husband used to work um in the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's a yeah, I could talk about that for a long time, but um his his uh common statement about casinos is that casinos are licensed to print money. Like they their business model is um if you give me a dollar, I'll give you 90 cents. Uh-huh. That is their entire business model. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's that's an interesting one. i got to think about that one. But anyway, she... um, But then, so, you know, big, huge success, lots of resorts, da-da-da-da-da. She was dubbed the Queen of Las Vegas. Um, That's probably a... I I don't know why I have not heard of her. Yeah. Anyway, so her ex-husband... Here we go. Her ex-husband and co-founder, Steve Wynn, cashed out entirely and stepped down as CEO amid sexual harassment allegations, which he has denied. So this all went down in this past like couple of years. Okay. Um in May twenty eighteen, uh she launched a proxy battle and successfully forced the resignations of two longtime board members who were close with Steve. So she got up there and just said, uh enough of this nonsense. Yeah. We're, you know, yeah. we're gonna clean in house. Clean house, thank you. I was looking for something. <laughs> All right, so she is also kind of a badass with uh, the arts. Okay. Um, she is co-chair of the LA, and I'm like, oh, I'd be in Las Vegas, but evidently it's yeah. the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. Okay, She pledged $50 million to build a new permanent collection space. Her lifetime giving tops $125 million. So she's out to do good. Yeah. Supporting arts, and according to this uh, I'm about to read, supporting education. Now here's some interesting, weird things. Okay. All right. By the way, they have two daughters, one of which was kidnapped. Yeah. Oh my God. In like 1993 and, uh, Steve, uh, paid 1.45 million in ransom to get her back. Yeah. I mean, just how awful would that be? And then, uh, the kidnappers were, apparently later apprehended when they tried to buy a Ferrari in Newport Beach, California. (laughs) So, (laughs) with cash. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, um, their daughter was, like, returned unharmed and everything worked out. But I was like, dang, this woman's been through... Terrifying. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, her daughter being kidnapped and then her husband getting accused. Yeah. So, I want to learn more about this woman. But this... Is the voice behind this article who I just wrongly assumed was going to be by somebody just, you know, hey, I'm kind of interested in this. So here's my opinion. Yeah. No, this woman is a badass. And here's what she wrote. I'd love to hear it. I'll I'll just choose the snippets that are particularly interesting. So once again, this was in Fox News. Why investing in education is good for our economy. All right. For kids, education is a basic human right done all right i agree <laughs> done. The end end. we're done We've yeah that's had the, the conversation. that's you know wow what good to talk say. good yeah. talk oh no it goes on okay okay for adults providing that education is a moral imperative preach. beautiful preach sister beautiful <laughs> this is like the whole thing it's like if everybody were to treat this as this is a moral
1: obligation yeah. as it's human our responsibility yeah. as adults to provide something that is a need for our children. Exactly.
0: Now I love this quote she has where she says, education is the tide that lifts all boats. Oh, isn't that a wonderful image? I just yeah. see all these little boats bobbing in the bay and the tide comes in, they all get lifted up. Oh, I love it. I got goosebumps. If American workers had just one additional year of education, so if we just gave one additional year of education to American workers, uh, S and P, and I gotta look up with it. Oh, Standard and Poor's—they like do a bunch of studies. They estimate that the U.S. gross domestic product would increase by 525 billion over five years. Wow! That's to just give everybody one more year of education.
1: Yeah. And I don't think it would cost that much to do it. No, I don't think so either.
0: Uh, but at, you know, which always begs the question, why is this such a hard sell? Yeah. But right. I don't know. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, la, 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 la. So what happened with her is they moved to Las Vegas and back when they moved there, it was kind of trashy, you know? Yeah. It was like in the seventies, things were kind of grim. It was seen as like a crime ridden, you know? Yeah. Um, Babylon <laughs> you know, type, right. of, type of... Um, the modern
1: Wild area. West.
0: And they were trying to... Well, I mean, they have like resorts and stuff and casinos. Yeah. And they want people to come to their places. And people don't... Uh, now, some people want to come and like gamble and stay. Yeah. But they couldn't hire good people, good managers, good people to run their businesses. Oh, because, because nobody wanted to live kids. there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because yeah.
0: they didn't want to live there and put their kids in yeah. school there. So... That got her thinking. Um, So like she says, uh, we would not be able to attract qualified managers who were willing to risk their children's future in a school system they perceived as, quote, troubled. So I jumped, this is her talking. So I jumped headfirst into the movement for education reform, where I quickly learned one very important lesson. Troubled schools start with troubled communities. All right. Unfortunately, that's not the way our politicians, quote, do, end quote, Educational reform. For too long now, we've debated the dropout crisis as a problem that begins and ends inside the school walls, mm-hmm. entirely separate from the community issues of poverty and crime. And what she's saying is, our kids are dealing with hunger, homelessness, and domestic violence, and we say to them, never mind all of that. Let's think about reading, writing, and arithmetic.
1: Yeah. Well, we d- oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, but ahead. this just makes me think it's very interesting that she brings this up and sort of directly points to this because I have long held the belief that school problems and community problems are so interconnected and you can't solve one without the other. Kids need more education to be able to solve those community problems, but resources need to be put into solving those community problems in order to get kids the education that they need it's a chicken and an egg problem. Yeah. yeah they're so intertwined so I, I really appreciate that that's like where she's laser focused exactly caught on right from and the she beginning has another beautiful image you ready oh yes
0: we treat our she's got a very nautical thing going <laughs> on we treat our schools as islands of education mm. ignore i lost my place for a moment because i was so intrigued we treat our schools as islands of education ignoring the stormy seas that must be navigated every day before a student reaches the front door All too often, our most vulnerable students get lost in that storm. When they test badly, fall behind, get discouraged, and drop out, we target changes in instructional hours, disciplinary policies, dress codes, curricula, and a host of other factors inside the school. While those are important, it's not sufficient. And that goes back to what you were saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it makes me think of something I know we have talked about and something that gets talked about ad nauseum in teacher circles, which is... When kids are suffering from homelessness, domestic abuse, you know, hunger, or just having a really rough day and they don't perform. Yeah. The teachers get blamed for that. Right. Not for the the problems that they're having, but for the lack of performance as a result of that. And I think that's where a lot of teacher frustration comes in is that they want to help, but they can't fix all of this. Right. They can fix the tiny and you can't see me listeners, but I've got my fingers very close together. (laughs) We can fix a tiny bit and we don't get recognized for the tiny bit that we improve. We get blamed for the huge amount that we can't overcome. Right.
0: And it's that whole thinking that it's only the factors inside the walls that are affecting performance. Yes. And that is so not true. Um, she goes on to say a couple of little things about, you know, some examples of how the community um, impacts education. Uh, but I highlighted this word complacency. And this is why I was saying it's a hard sell. Like, why do people without kids in, in public schools or far removed from it or people who are affluent who can afford to send their kids to private schools or I don't know, people who, like me, I'm in a pretty good district. Yeah. Pretty pretty well funded. I mean, yeah. it could have more support and, you know, yeah. but compared to other areas in Virginia, we're, we're not as bad off.
1: Right. You're um, doing okay.
0: And so complacency is yes. a big issue. Uh, she says oftentimes complacency is the biggest barrier to this kind of community-wide support. As long as our own kids sleep safe at night. And read at grade level, it's easy to imagine that none of this is our problem. But the SP study uh, reminds us that it is our problem, every one of us, because our economic well-being is tied to the educational success of our students. As a business owner, I've seen firsthand how school issues can act as a drag on economic development. Boom, lady. That's awesome. So she says, taking ownership. Of any problem is the first step in fixing it. Yes. Yes. And do-do-do-do-do. Okay. In the case of failing schools and out at-risk students, that means recognizing that schools didn't create the problems associated with pro- poverty. That's another thing that I you know where people don't, they see it as a one-way street. They're yeah. like, the reason why the community is suffering is because the schools are, are bad. Yeah. Or oh, the reason why the schools are bad is because the community. But they yeah. only see it Going one way, whereas you said it's very interconnected. It goes both ways. Um, she. I had like one little last thing on the back page. Uh, school problems are community problems. Our fortunes rise and fall fall together, and dropouts aren't just those kids. They're our kids. The sooner we realize that, the sooner we can get to work building a better future for all of us. And that's like the big thing. It's like we can't be complacent because all of them are our kids. It's yes. not just these are my kids, these are your kids. My kids are fine, so yeah. screw your kids. Yeah,
1: you know. Well, yeah. Or the idea of it's it's those kids. You know, those kids from those families. Yeah. And I feel like it really um, makes this like other that's so artificial and Mm -hmm. unnecessary and unhelpful because it's not those kids. Like the kids who are failing out of school didn't choose the circumstances that made it hard for them to succeed in school. Right. You know, um, they're not bad kids. They're just kids with bad circumstances and the community just, you know, I think especially the parts of the community That are in a situation like you are and I am where our kids go to decent schools, our kids are doing well, they have a lot of support at home, um, and they're doing well. And I think it's easy to say, well, you know, I'm doing my part. Why aren't those parents doing their part? Why aren't those kids doing their part? And it is so easy for me, who I teach in a cinder
0: block room all day, and I just see the kids for about 79 minutes. Uh, and then they go leave my classroom again. And sometimes I lose sight of, they're coming from a whole life of theirs out there. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, do they have a home? Do they have a bed? Did they just break up with their boyfriend? Did they just break up with their girlfriend? Um, did they just lose a family member? You know, like you don't know all the aspects of their life, but sometimes I forget about that and I get really frustrated with them that they didn't bring their pencil. Right. And I'm like, wait. Wait, I gotta back up. Why don't I take it personally? By the way, I'm like, how dare you forget a pencil? You don't love me, yeah.
1: You know, I don't know. Why aren't you paying attention to my lesson? (laughs) You're being so disrespectful to me. Exactly. And it's like, well, yeah, but my grandma just died, so why don't you back off? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know. And I feel like it does. It happens too many times where I will have a situation with a student where I get frustrated with them, and I take it personally, and then I find out things at home are just yeah crapping all over them and i'm like well they made it to school today so maybe that's the win that we take from this
0: so i love how you're inspiring me to get out into the community so that i can expand my lens and kind of be able to see across all of these things you know now i'm a mom i'm an educator but now i want to be involved in you know, the operations of the county and, and yeah. go to the school board meeting and potentially maybe get up one day. Oh, by the way, our sound engineer is very perplexed right now because there's a dog barking next <laughs> door. But I don't think anybody hears it. Or if yeah. they do, they don't mind.
1: Yeah, it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's If fine. you hear a dog barking, Brent it, is trying his darndest <laughs> to keep that off the tape, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's fine. But uh, um, that was basically all I had. Um for this week, but my reflection on it was that uh, sometimes I can get locked down in my mind thinking that all conservative channels won't speak to me. Uh, So I was very kind of like happy to, that I found this particular uh, opinion piece on Fox news Yeah, Uh, and that I found out about a woman who is doing good in the world with the, um, Privilege and um, uh, I don't know, money. Yeah. <laughs> that she has. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of a fancy word. So <laughs> money, wealth. Yes. Well, thank you. Uh, so that was kind of inspiring to me. Yeah. No, to it's very inspiring. There are inspiring. people out there who really want to improve the situation.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, um, it's been, you know, very inspiring to hear this because, like you said, I don't think I would have anytime I hear or see. Fox News, I just think, you know, that, that whole other that I was just talking mm-hmm. about, that's how I other people, right? And right. so that's a good self-reflection for me and kind of checking myself and saying, oh, Fox News, oh, that's the other. I'm not going to agree with them. That's just a waste of my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly, that's a whole area that I am missing out on getting getting information, seeing the other perspective. Um and helping to, you know, maybe see things from more sides than just my own and right. get back to that bigger lens. Yeah, well,
0: that's what it's all about. Yeah, these
1: conversations. Yeah.
0: Um, so do we have
1: like a fun question at the the end? Oh yeah, oh, she sure gets her do. magic oh, note, get my, but Are we running my, out okay.
0: of questions? Do we need to generate any more?
1: Um probably do need to generate we're getting low we'll do that at our next production meeting yeah (laughs) um and let's see here one two all
0: right Brent's getting ready I can see him like trying to think of a number really two Yeah. (laughs) okay yeah all right so pick one or two
1: (laughs) well in the time that we were figuring out how many numbers there were, <laughs> the dog barked twice. Oh! I would say two. All right, so I've got a time you thought you'd get fired.
0: <laughs> well, I already told in a previous episode a story that you're just going to have to listen to that episode to, to find out what it was. it was. It was entwined with my most embarrassing moment in the classroom. So I'm going to uh, try... Do you have one in mind? Because I need to think of a different one where I might have
1: gotten <laughs> fired. Um... Let's see here, because I feel like mine was, because I think we talked about, like, did we talk about observation nightmares? I don't think we have. Okay, so then I'll tell this one, because this was my first year of teaching. It was literally the worst day I had all year. Um, I was also already super anxious about, like, doing good enough to be asked back at the end of the year um, because I'm super self-critical and think that I'm the worst and so just go with
0: (laughs) I'm sorry I'm just laughing because now the dog has stopped barking but a car alarm just went off I think we lost Brent
1: the first time I'm actually really talking on this show. <laughs> this has been the loudest the neighborhood has been while recording. All right, continue. Uh, We're good. We're good. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. All right, um, so
0: first year you First suck. year <laughs>
1: teaching. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, you suck as a first year teacher anyway, and, um, and any good admin will just kind of recognize that you're doing the best that you can, and as long as you're not, like, burning the place down, you're making progress.
0: So you burned the place down? I did not burn the place
1: down. <laughs> But I, um, so I was already just generally anxious about like doing a good job, being a good teacher, being good enough to be asked back at the end of the year. Um, and I had a lesson one day and I will freely admit I knew going into it, it was uh, a little short, like I knew I was going to have trouble getting it to fill the whole block, but I was also super overwhelmed and it was just like the thing I needed to do to get through that day. And um, then to top it off, I start to do the lesson and it was with my geometry concepts class, which is a support class for students who are taking geometry, but really struggle with math. And so they also, they would take geometry and they would also take this class with me. So it's students who often hate math And now they have two math classes, so... (laughs) That's a good fix. Yeah, Um, and uh, and my goal was to introduce the idea of, like, how to just approach a novel problem. This is a problem you've never seen before, and it wasn't... The goal really wasn't to solve the problem, it was to talk about problem solving. Oh, nice. And so I just got a random problem, and it was like a three-tiered square cake thing, and we had to figure out the surface area. And... Um, and I made a lot of new teacher mistakes and, uh, they did not get it at all. They had no idea what was happening. Like they were <laughs> lost. I was lost. <laughs> and, um, then my admin walked into the room for my very first formal unannounced. <laughs> of course. I was about to cry like in front of the whole class. And, um, one girl had like laid down, like she'd, stacked three chairs next to each other and like (laughs) laid down um, in the back of the room. The the whole lesson had gone sideways. This activity was supposed to take 15 minutes. We were like 30 minutes into the class period and not even halfway done with it. So I hadn't even started to get to like my actual lesson of the day. It was a hot hot mess (laughs) and I just see my admin in the back of the room typing away on his laptop I was like oh oh god this is it this is where I get fired (laughs) and then you know he left and at the end of the day I walked down the hall to a colleague's room and I just cried and cried like walked into a room and just started crying (laughs) like no preamble no explanation just crying (laughs) And um, and then I walked back to my room and he was headed back to my room to come debrief with me. And I thought, oh, God, this is it. I'm going to get on like some kind of performance improvement plan and I'm probably going to get fired. And, and so you
0: probably had a very closed body posture. Uh, <laughs> I was
1: just terrified. <laughs> but I just thought, just bring it on. Let's just get it over with. I was the most proud of the fact that I did not cry in front of him. Um, I had previously cried in front of him many times about other things, but not this one. I felt like kept my composure, took in his feedback, um, and frankly, defended my position a little bit. Um, You know, because he did ask, he said, what was the point? Like, what were you trying to do? And I explained what I was trying to do. He's like, oh, that didn't come across at all in your lesson. (laughs) But I can see why you would want to do that. And it actually ended up being really a productive Meeting with him, he gave me some really constructive feedback, um, and I kept my job. So, And as a side note to that, at the mid-year evaluation that year, I went to his office to be evaluated, and I said, so, I know there's no guarantees, and you can't, like, totally say, but, like, could you give me a ballpark estimate? What are the odds I'm going to have a job here next year? (laughs) And he looked at me like I had sprouted two heads. (laughs) which was the exact response i think i needed because he was just like w- why would you even like what? And he goes, "Wait a minute. Are you thinking of leaving?" I was like, no, no, no. If you want me back, I'll come back. But i'm just a little bit nervous about being asked back. And he was like, "No. You're fine." Okay. Okay. But like that's the level of insecure right. like i was dealing right. with on my end. So yeah, but i didn't get fired. It was okay. Yeah. Well, as soon as you started talking, about 20
0: stories floated through my head.
1: And I'm just going to pick one of the smaller ones. Yeah.
0: Um, now, my first year at the school where I teach now, uh, I had a very chatty, I want to say third block class. So it's one of these classes that you had the first half and then you went to lunch and then you came back and had the second half. Yeah. Because we have like three different lunches. Uh huh. So that's how that works. But um, they were very chatty. And it was close to impossible to bring them back. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I must have reached my limit one day because before I could process what was happening, uh, a dry erase marker somehow magically flew out of my hand um, and hit a girl in the face. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Now... (laughs) Okay, it didn't magically. I, I literally tossed it at her face. But <laughs> I didn't expect it to hit her. I was just trying to get her attention. I was not aiming for her face. I have a horrible aim. Yeah. I was trying to miss her. Yeah,
1: <laughs> So was... you should have aimed at her face, and then you would have missed her. Yeah, in
0: retrospect, I realized that was the best plan. Well, actually, the best plan of action was probably not to throw anything at all. There you go. But um, I did. I hit her in the face. <laughs> and unfortunately, it was not... It wasn't like it wasn't an underhand pass. It was over but it was like an overhand toss like you were playing darts. Yeah. Like really low. Yeah. It was soft. It was just poop. Yeah. And um and she looked honestly very startled. (laughs) (laughs) Most of everybody else in the class just started laughing. But she was the type of personality that she laughed too. Yeah. She was well, she was one of the ones I was trying to get to be quiet. Yeah. But um You know, there's lots of little things like that um, (laughs) that I can think of. Uh, I have an observation story, but I'm going to, you know, save it for uh, one of our observation uh, questions. But. Uh, I probably wouldn't have gotten fired, but <laughs> that was probably also before, um, cell phones were really widely allowed yeah. in there and probably I did it too fast for anybody to actually capture it on Snapchat <laughs> so or post it online. And then there would be like this public uproar and yeah. whatever, but no, I, I apologized profusely to her and, you know, just said there was no excuse for that. Really? Yeah. I would just, I just lost control there for a second. Yeah. She's like, no worries. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> And never proceeded to be quiet again. Yeah. So
1: you that win didn't some, work.
0: You lose some. Exactly. Well, thank you, Christine. This has been a good episode. Yeah. Um, thank you, Natalie. And sorry, Brent, for the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> One day we're going to make a whole bunch of uh, money for this podcast and we're going to get a, a sound recording studio yeah. or something. Yeah. Kahoot. If you're looking to
1: sponsor a podcast,
0: <laughs> yeah. we're in. We are not endorsed by any
1: companies. Yes. <laughs> But we would welcome an endorsement from (laughs) Cahoots. (laughs) All
0: right. Bye, Christine. Bye, Natalie.